Well, hello out there, planet Earth, and happy Friday. We made it, baby. It's Friday, and it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, or in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've been a consultant for SMBs, a voice, a sounding board for business leaders, advocating on their behalf as well as their employees. I believe really strongly in sharing stories, providing perspective, and creating connection with my people. So every single Friday, you can find me right here on talkradio.myc doing just that, lending what is left of my mind and my voice to this live radio show where I interview SMB leaders as well as their trusted advisors. One thing that I've seen out there over the years is that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs actually happens on Friday when we feel that freedom of the weekend coming. However, we're also anxious to start the weekend. These crucial pearls of wisdom, they're often overlooked, they're swept aside under the rug in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. Here on Always Friday, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity. We discuss popular topics that are on the minds of business leaders as well as their trusted advisors. The name of the show is not just a play on words, people. My last name means free in German, so a little fun tidbit for you guys out there. Today's episode of Always Friday. Friday is brought to you by SDA Wealth Strategies, a boutique financial services firm located in the Hudson Valley of New York, offering personal wealth management and comprehensive business solutions for its clients. SDA stands for Simplifying Financial Lives, Designing Financial Strategies, and Advocating to Implement Them. SDA offers a concierge experience for individuals and businesses, the firm's highest priority, always their client's best interest, while empowering people and businesses to be consciously proactive and to thrive today, tomorrow, and beyond. To learn more, visit SDAWealthStrategies.com. Hope everyone had a very happy Mother's Day. In addition to, in addition to spending time with my beloved wife, mother, and mother-in-law, I played some softball, then stuffed myself stupid with delicious brunch goodies, something that my special guest today can certainly identify with as a fellow foodie. Today's show is all about Dante's Nice Guy Food Tours. New York City routinely recognized for having some of the most delicious food in the world. That said, according to an article in the New York Post from 2019, NYC can be considered to be one of the least friendly states in the country. Our special guest today sets out to show NYC visitors and residents some of the very best food spots while disproving the myth that New Yorkers are not nice with each and every tour. When you tour with this fine gentleman, you learn about New York City's rich history while munching on city eats throughout the city streets, stopping to talk about landmarks and eating at the best establishments along the way. He says, when you take one of my food tours, I make three guarantees. You will leave full, learn something, and have fun. Talk is cheap. We're on talkradio.myc. We don't want this to just be talk. The goal here is let's use the insight from today's discussion and create some more impact come Monday morning. It's far too often businesses these days, they're focused on the product that's going to solve all of their problems, the shiny new mousetrap, the magic wand. One consistent thing that I see out there, products change every single day in everything else that we do. Personal business doesn't matter. There's no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first and keeping a focus on a good process of execution that's going to get you where you want to go. You do that, the right products will be there when you need them. I can all but promise you everything begins and ends with the people. So... In the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, one of my very favorites here today, great show for you. Our special guest is none other than Dante Mercadante, CEO, that's Chief Eating Officer, with Nice Guy Tours. So Dante's a lifelong New Yorker, born and raised in Yonkers, Nice Guy Food Tours, uh, he became a licensed NYC sightseeing guide in 2012. You guys remember those are the, those are the buses that used to hit me when I would, uh, used to target me when I'd be running around for work. But, uh, utilizing his other backgrounds like stand up comedy and acting alongside of his license, Dante found his calling in 2014 with the birth of Nice Guy Tours. Prior to having his job, when people would say, I really love my job, Dante didn't believe them or think it was possible. Now he looks forward to work every Every single day and gets great joy out of guiding the locals and other other visitors around 
the streets of New York City. Dante says, I never really knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. I always loved trying new food. All happy events in my life revolve around food. And now my job is no exception. As your leader and trusted servant, I will always be out there making sure your stomach dances while we walk and talk. Dante's Nice Guy Tours is rated number one out of 256 food and drink tours in NYC on TripAdvisor. Dante has been featured on various media outlets, such as the Journal News, Westmore News, Westchester Magazine, The Huffington Post, Fox 5 New York, Empire Radio, Now, and Today, TalkRadio.NYC. Tante is a plethora of knowledge on NYC history and, of course, food. I've been on his walking tour of Greenwich Village, and it was a freaking blast. As always, we're going to discuss my favorite questions. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument, and who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? Here to talk the talk about walking the walk of NYC's top-rated food tour, Dante, welcome to Always Friday, brother. Thanks for, for joining me, brother. I mean, you pretty much said it all. Thanks for uh, having me. I'll see you guys around. And uh, No. <laughs> that was great. You said it all. Fantastic. The person who said um, New Yorkers weren't nice in that article, who was that? We got to go looking for them. Yeah, I, I, I have it. I have the lady's name. It's in there somewhere. It's a little blurry on my picture. But, you know, you've you made your dream job happen. You made a lot of people's dream job happen. So something you looked at as impossible, arguably living the dream more than most. Talk to us about how you got to where you are today. Give us the founder's journey. Well, you know, some of what you read in the in the in the bio is true. When people would say, "Oh, I love what I do," I always thought it was it was just people BS, and I didn't really necessarily believe them. You know, and um, I uh, I never liked going to work. I don't know if I had undiagnosed ADD or what the story was, but school work, I never, I just never took to it. I'm a high school dropout. I'm a community college dropout. I spent three years at community college and I never got my associate's degree. I tried to finish, but I didn't finish. And then I like, I just kind of bounced around in, in sales jobs, call centers. I was pursuing acting professionally for a while. And then I was scouring Craigslist and they list jobs by category on there. So they'll be like banking, teaching, whatever. So et cetera is where I found this, this job to be a food tour guide. And um, after I got the job, my mom's now 83. So I guess she was probably 73 at the time. She gave me one of those mom compliments that a mom will give you. She said, uh, you've always been an et cetera kind of guy. And, <laughs> uh, and she came on the tour and she said, you're going to be good at this. You're good at being the benevolent authority figure. And um, after busting out my dictionary and searching on Google, I realized that that was kind of a compliment. But um, but yeah, I just, I kind of found it by accident. And I always, I like when I have like, sort of teenagers on the tour, young people maybe going to start college or whatever, because I always like to remind them that for years, I thought if I lost a sales job, I had to get a sales job. If you're working in a supermarket and you leave that job, you're going to get another supermarket job, but it doesn't work like that. Like a food tour guide, I didn't even know what it was until I started doing it as a job. Um, I was telling somebody recently, we go by the facade of the Friends building. So they filmed the TV show Friends in Los Angeles, but the exterior is on my Greenwich Village tour. And there it is. There's the picture. And I was saying to somebody recently how it's somebody's job. I don't know if they're location scout or what their title is, but like they get a script for a show like Friends and they're like, all right, go find us the building that they that they're going to show you on the on the show every time. And the person finds that building. They send an invoice and they get a check and that's their job, you know? And I kind of feel like I got one of those jobs too. Like just the, the world is a big place, you know? And um, I fell into it. I like people. I have a good memory. I love food. I love New York City. I'm, I'm not stuck sitting in one place for too long. I'm kind of bouncing from spot to spot. And, um, and again, I didn't even know it existed, like I said. And even like small cities, they've all got food tours like so anytime i travel i'll take one i always recommend people to take them obviously i want you to take my tour if you're in new york but even if you're going somewhere else take it early on in a vacation you'll find a bunch of food spots you might find yourself eating dinner at one of them later on and um, it's just a really cool industry and a really cool thing that i like i'm a believer in god so like i don't say by accident but like i just kind of serendipity or 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 god's grace whatever it is i kind of just fell into it so um that's the founder's journey, I guess, right? Yeah, that sounds sounds like it to me. Yeah, you, you know, you, I do re- recognize the fact that you have a really good memory. Like you have sometimes twenty something people on a tour, you remember all of their names. You're one of those guys. I do, and people ask me like, "What's the trick to do it?" Like, as if I read a book or something and I didn't, I just kind of lock it in. I I gotta say though, when I get people from a 
let's say a country where their names are different that I haven't heard before, I have trouble with it. So it's only with like names that I'm familiar with. I'm able to, I'm able to lock them in. And I get it from my mom. Mom's 83. She still watches Jeopardy every night. And mom says she only gets mad when she used to know the answer. Like if the answer pops up and she goes, ah, I used to know that, but she's still pretty sharp. So I think I get my memory from her, from mom. Talk to us a little bit about when you first became a licensed tour guide, because obviously that that helped helped you out with fueling some of your passion and carving out what you carved out here. But yeah, I'm trying to picture you being one of the guys on the bus doing your dog and pony show. And it's pretty pretty easy. It's not a stretch. But I'm just I, I got to know what that's like from your type of perspective, where everyone's working down below. It's funny. I'll sometimes mention it to people on a tour and like i'll tell them lots of interesting facts and history about new york take them to great restaurants and sometimes they're most fascinated by this idea of like becoming a licensed new york city sightseeing guide so you take it's a 150 question test you've got to get 96 of them right and um if you get 96 out of 150 right you get your license and you become a sightseeing guide. Nobody's ever asked me to see it except for uh, people that would hire you for a job but it's not as though there's uh there's police out there policing it but um, it was a fun thing to study for. It's like just weird New York questions, some etiquette questions. Um, and then you're right. It, it does kind of feel like when you're up on the top of the bus, it does kind of feel like, um, I mean, I'm working, you know what I'm saying? But it doesn't, it doesn't feel like working. And it is kind of like perched the top, watching everybody else run through the rat race while I'm showing people around from like countries I've never heard of before. So, you know, part of your background includes stand-up comedy. So I, I got, we got to hear a little bit about this and it was the material you had back then. Is it, is it been trumped at this point by all the different tours that you've done and some of the stuff you've seen? I think so. I think that my, my current material that I use on tours is definitely PG. If it was on network TV, it wouldn't have to get buzzed where when I was doing stand up, <laughs> not so much. Sometimes I cringe when I watch it. I were, I definitely worked kind of blue and I have a newfound respect for, for professional standup comedians. Cause even the guys and gals that are really great at it, you've got to like go and, 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 and hang out in comedy clubs and hope to get stage time. And it was, it was fun. It, it was like amazing to get up there and make people laugh, but what a tough racket it was. And being a tour guide definitely scratches that itch because I feel like I spread joy. And even though I'm tired at the end of the week, I feel like I'm, I'm of service. I'm making people laugh. I'm showing them a good time, you know? So it's, it's, it's similar. It's different, but it's definitely, I'm utilizing those skills. I think definitely comes from a service mindset with your type of passion, which we're going to talk about in just a short while we come back from break. But, uh, you know, real quick, it's, I saw one in one of the FAQs that's always, that's asked, are, are kids allowed on the tours? A hundred percent. Um, people will say, um, you know, I'm bringing my 13 year old. Can he get a discount? And I want to tell them your 13 year old is going to eat more than most people on the tour. <laughs> no, no. If you bring if you bring a baby or a toddler and they're not going to eat, they come for free. Don't worry about it. But if your kid's <laughs> going to eat just like everybody else, you got to buy them a ticket. But yes, not only are kids welcome on the tour, but they're they're encouraged on the tour. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if anything like my appetite way back then. uh as well as now, probably be in a lot of trouble. No discounts at all. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with Dante Mercadante, CEO of Nice Guy Tours. Stay with us. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are 
Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. And it's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with Dante Mercadante, CEO, that's Chief Eating Officer, with Nice Guy Tours, Food Tours in New York City, number one out of 256 on TripAdvisor. Before we get into the method behind Dante's madness, which I know we're going to be very excited to hear all about, I want to just give a, just a quick perspective here. We talked about a couple of things that really kind of struck me in the in the last segment. You really carving out your your passion here. If we sit by my fire pit and just tell a quick story, uh, you really harnessing your passion. It can become your profession. That's where a lot of these jobs these days that people never thought were a thing are coming from. It's happening every day all around us. And yet there's still some people that think it's impossible. There's certain aspects of our experience, though, and career that prepare us for what we really want to do, even if it doesn't feel that way at the time. I think of you with your, you know, your sightseeing thing. It's like you might have been enjoying yourself, but what you were really doing was was kind of grooming yourself for for this this purpose that you had that was really driven by your passion, which is really awesome to see. Side hustles, dreams evolve because of passion, the desire to do things your way. So, but using your experience as being a foodie and being a tour guide and really knowing your turf better than damn near anybody, you know, is a model that works for most using your experience to really make an impact on somebody else. It really does come from that service mindset. So Dante, this is the method part of the jam here, the science behind what you do, where we talk about exactly what you're doing, how you're doing it and how you're going to market for it. So give us, give us some magic behind nice guy food tours. Well, you know, to start a food tour is, is not that complicated of a thing. Um, you, you, if you're living in a town or a city and you want to do it, you find a route, you find places you want to take people, you talk to those people, and then you get a business license, you get some liability insurance. It's a real simple thing to start up. Getting the customers, that's another story. So when I first started out, I, I ran deals through like different deal sites and I was kind of operating at a loss, but I was able to get those people on tours and then get those people to, to write a nice review and then them tell somebody and hopefully they tell somebody. I'll always tell somebody that too. Like if somebody shows up on a tour and they'll say, oh, uh, you know, our next door neighbor, Mike was on the tour uh, a couple of months ago. And, and then I'll say, well, now you know that it's your job to tell somebody that's, that's kind of how it works. Like you got to pass the, you got to pass the word along as well. But, um, yeah, I guess I guess the method of a food tour. Let me start with this. When I first became a, a guide, my number one fear was that I was going to get lost when I was doing walking tours. <laughs> and I was going to have to turn to somebody on the tour and be like, "Do you know which way Bleecker Street Pizza is?" But um, that never happened. The other fear that I had was that somebody was going to ask me the uh, uh, a question and I wasn't going to know the answer to it, and they were going to get mad at me and walk off the tour. And that's never happened. People ask me a question that I don't know the answer to pretty much every day on a tour that happens. And I'll, I'll say, I don't know. And I'll, I'll kind of, I'll Google it and we'll learn something together. So that's not anything to worry about as a tour guide. You try to learn, you try to remember it all, but it's more about like, I don't want to sound corny, but what's that famous quote from Maya Angelou about like, people won't remember what you said or what you did, but how you made them feel. And that's yep. really what it's about. So like I'm there, I know people are on vacation. I show them a good time. I'm not taking them to Tavern on the Green. Um, we're going to like some places that are a little nicer, some places that are a hole in the wall, but like I'm taking them to the places that I think are the tastiest in the neighborhood. And people say, well, what do you, you know, what does it take to lay out a food tour or whatever? Well, 
you don't want to you don't want to go twenty blocks for one stop, right? Sure. I do on my Greenwich Village store. It's seven stops. I do two pizzas. There's five great pizza shops in that neighborhood. But now you're talking about a pizza tour, right? So I have you want to have some different things. The other big one is you want to make sure that the the places that you're going to. The, not only the owners, but more importantly, the people that work there are receptive to the groups coming in. They're mm-hmm. always like happy to see me. And I didn't realize that was a big deal until I got reviews about it, where it's like, oh, we walked in and they knew who Dante was. And you wouldn't think that that's something people care about. But the people on the tour, like, you know, if you're visiting from like, you know, Topeka, Kansas, and you're in some cool neighborhood like Greenwich Village in New York City, and you walk in with a tour guide and people know you and know them, like, it's a cool thing. You know, so that's definitely part of the method, like getting to know the people in the stops, taking them to places where the people are nice to us. And obviously like delicious food that I, um, I have quality tested time and time and time and time and time again. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're in good company. It's, I mean, it's, it, it seems, you know, definitely nice and simple, but putting, putting some of the, you know, the real impact and interaction in with it it's you know you look at at the reviews that you have which are numerous by the way and you know it all comes down to you know how dante was engaging with everybody dante's funny dante's knowledgeable dante pointed out this like you know again like it's it's just so it's awesome when you have the right people in the in the right seat for the job that nobody knew even knew existed but you know you look at something as simple as well what you put on some of your uh your content out there it just says Walk, talk, eat, repeat. That's that's a pretty simple methodology. I like it. That's that's the plan all along is, is walk, talk, and eat, repeat, you know? And as a guy who, who's been working with small business, small and medium-sized businesses for a long time, you'll appreciate this idea of like um, when you're when you're indispensable or when you're the guy, how do you how do you scale, right? How can you how can you ever kind of like make yourself any bigger when you're, if you're, if you're the guy doing it, you know, they say that like, even with, even working within a business to never be so good at your job that they can't find somebody else to do it. Cause then you'll never get a promotion, you know? So it's, it's kind of the same idea. And we also got to, you know, get you a break here and there, but, but, you know, also just the, it's, you know, the idea of being able to, to replicate the type of interaction and the type of knowledge base that you have is, you know, it's definitely a difficult one, but it's, it's, uh, it's one that could be a lot of fun to, to spread out to some other areas, but there's plenty of area to attack in New York City. So we talk about Greenwich Village. I, Village, I was on that tour. I love the food in Greenwich Village. I always have. It was cool to see my friends that were around me, you know, really engaging with it. But you also, do the Lower East Side, don't you? I do. And that kind of happened by accident because that's predominantly, um, was predominantly like an Eastern European Jewish neighborhood at the turn of the century. So people say, are you Jewish? And I'll say, well, there are Italian Jews, but I don't happen to be one of them. I mean, I think we know that there are Italian Jews from the movie Life is Beautiful, right? But um, it's funny how like I've learned a lot about the neighborhood through the years. So like, for example, we'll, we'll have a taste of like Ruggalach on the tour, right? And I, when I when I give that to people, I talk about the Yiddish language and how it was a slang language. It was like um, some some German and, and Polish and Russian with Hebrew letters kind of thrown together. And Ruggalach is a Yiddish word. ACH at the end of the word is little and Ruggle is twist. And then I'll jokingly say like, here we are on the streets of New York and you just learned uh, the, the origin of a Yiddish word from a dude named Dante. Like that's, <laughs> that's your, that's your New York moment right there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I had another New York moment in Bleecker street pizza. So you think about like a pizza place is an Italian restaurant, right? And there's a Mexican guy working in there and a Jordanian guy working in there. And they were having like an, a, a, a quasi fake kind of argument, like two guys working together would. And the one guy called the other guy a Malacca. And I'm like, only in New York would you be in an Italian restaurant and a Mexican guy call a Jordanian guy a Greek insult. And that was like, that's a New York moment, man. It's so cool, you know? Yeah. Love it. So so when, when, when folks look on your site, Greenwich Village tour, they see the Lower East Side tour, but then they see the, the corporate and team building types of things. And that's, you know, talking about working with SMBs, which is very regularly what we discuss on the program here. Yeah. How have you seen folks engage with that as far as team building events and and corporate events? That sounds like a freaking blast to me. You know, the nice thing about that is like, I'll get like a, like a company, like an Indeed, for example, they'll bring a group and then like, they'll have teams within the, within the company and they'll have a good time and they'll go back and then I'll get another team and another team and another team. And sometimes, um, 
people want to talk and I'll like, I'll give the tour, I'll give some history, whatever. So you kind of got to, you kind of got to read the room. And then sometimes like people are really there and they want to get as much history as possible. So you try to share as much as you can. Now, what I've been getting is, Hey, we want to book a corporate tour. We all work together and it's, it's either a, we all haven't seen each other in two years because of COVID or B um, we've been working together for two years and we've never met. So we want to go on a food tour together. So I've been getting a lot of that lately, which is, which is kind of cool. You know, like it feels like, feels like life is getting back to normal. Like the friends apartment building that you showed, I was joking with another tour guide recently. Like every Saturday that I go to that corner where the friends building is over the last, let's say year or so, um, since we're, we're hopefully coming out of the pandemic, fingers crossed, there's more and more people there taking pictures. And the other tour guide said, ah, nature is returning to normal. You know, it's like all these like international tourists, like taking pictures of the friends building is nature coming back. Yeah, the friends building was such a funny moment because like you said before, it's somebody's job, scout out the location. This is what we want it to look like. It's like anybody looks at where the location is, obviously awesome part of the city. And then they see the, you know, the big, Apart, friend's apartment they're like that that apartment at that location is probably like 200 square feet it's probably like a shoebox it's true and they had a balcony there's no balcony <laughs> yeah. on the building right. at all. yeah i think a lot of the facades are like that like the like the tom's diner which is famous twice at 110th and broadway it's the suzanne vega song and then it's the it's the facade from seinfeld so right you, people see that sign and then they run in and like there's george's table's not there you know the inside <laughs> like they think it's gonna look <laughs> right that's a that's a set yeah <laughs> so you know th- with the uh with the uptick of all the food trucks in the city i know you're no stranger to food trucks i enjoy the occasional food truck as well Ta- talk a little bit about that have you done some work and some tours doing that i have you know i i started a food truck and cart tour and again like we were talking before about me just kind of being one guy um I would get people on the tour, but the, the Greenwich Village and the Lower East Side tour would sell more tickets so right. for a while. You know what happened? You know what ultimately made me take the food truck tour off the schedule? It was supposed to be temporary. temporarily. I did it in January. It was two people, and it was freezing out, and we don't go inside for the whole tour. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take it off, and I'm going to put it back in like April. And then the Greenwich Village tour, Lower East Side tour really started like selling a lot of tickets, thank God. And so I never came back with the food truck and car tour, but I still got it in the back of my mind. I did one in the financial district and one in Midtown. And what you do is you like, you follow them on like Twitter or on Instagram and you find out where they're going to be parked every day. And usually like they'll be in a different spot, but like every Wednesday they'll be in the same place or every Friday they'll be in the same place. So you kind of get to know them too. And sometimes people think, oh, a food truck, you're going to get like a dirty water hot dog or whatever. Not true. I mean, it can be true, but not true for most of these food trucks. Like you're getting gourmet food. You think about you going to a diner, right? Where like the menu is like a book and swordfish. (laughs) It's like, ah, you know, how long has that swordfish been sitting in the freezer? You know, (laughs) we're like a food truck and a food cart. The turnover is so high and they get randomly inspected. Like I, I think that that's a, that's definitely a myth that you're getting like, you know, bad food or, or whatever. I think you're getting like hot and fresh, especially from the busy ones, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, any experience I had with some of the regular contenders there was def- definitely a good experience. Not that I wouldn't eat a dirty water hot dog. Disclaimer <laughs> out. <laughs> I, I, I am absolutely not beyond that. I would, I would, do, I would do it right now, actually. But uh, you, you, you mentioned something about you know, the the pandemic. Folks like doing the corporate type of stuff, not not necessarily meeting each other because of the pandemic. And this is a great way to get everybody together. You know, I'm I'm, I'm curious as we as we go into the madness portion, we're going to take a quick break here. But you know, to talk a little bit about how how you might have had to navigate you know throughout the course of this because I, I would assume there were some times that were that were kind of trying but you know definitely i i had a blast and i see people that i know that i that i was with even that day going back for more and i can't wait to go back for more so we want to talk a little bit about the madness before we get there we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back with dante mercadante ceo of nice guy tours in new york city stay with us Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. 
This channel features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with Dante Mercadante, CEO, Chief Eating Officer at Nice Guy Tours, food tours in New York City. Love what you do, Dante. Love how you do it. Love the experience you're bringing out. We want to hear a little bit about the madness associated with what you do. The artistic observational view portion of the show, stories you have from the field, no subject too taboo. You know, I, I want to kind of go from the, the bad to the, the good here because I, I would have to assume, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that the beginning of the pandemic might have been an annoyance for you and doing what you do and how you do it because people might have been just afraid to walk out of their house in New York City. But yeah, I mean, it was 15 days to stop the spread. Right. So I kind of just I was just kind of waiting it out in the beginning. You know, um, I'm, I'm just an empathetic guy. And I think about like all the businesses in New York City that suffered like that ha- brick and mortar places. Um, I, I always talked on tours about how since 2002, the year after 9-11, tourism had gone up every year up to 2019. And then obviously we know what happened in 2020. In 2019, we had 68 million people visit New York City. And then in 2020, obviously we didn't. So think about a place where like 68 million people visit. So rents are high, right? And it's so much based on tourism. And then, you know, whatever, like I said, I'm an empath. So I think about places like Hawaii and like, and then, you know, people lost their lives. So like the pandemic hit everybody really hard. For me, when it first hit and I was getting all these cancellations, that was terrifying. Like, oh my God, what's going to happen, you know? And then that kind of calmed down and nobody was booking, but at least nobody was calling and asking for their money back anymore. And I just kind of like, I waited it out. I was just waiting it out. And then like, as things started to change a little bit, it wasn't the worst post pandemic or, you know, kind of during pandemic or late, you know, laying low in the pandemic activity because we're outside for most of it. People were wearing masks. So like as people started to want to get out, I think a walking food tour wasn't the worst idea. It's not like, you know, going to, you know, going shopping in a mall or something like that. So um, it did start to come back. Like it's funny. It, 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 it mirrored what happened to me when I first started my business. When I first opened my own business after working for other people and I sold one ticket, I was like, woohoo, I was so excited, you know? And then as business started to get good before the pandemic hit, if I had only a couple people on a tour, I'd be like, oh, I gotta go downtown just for a couple people, whatever. But, you know, that would go away once I got there and started talking to them. But um, then pandemic hits, things start to come back. And it was, I was like a kid again. I would sell one ticket and I'd be excited. And the first customers were what I like to call my day trippers, my semi-local people, people like you, Long Island, New Jersey, Connecticut, like tri-staters that are just like coming into the city looking for something fun to do, which pandemic or not represents about like one third of my business. So I get 
like semi-local people. I'll sometimes get people who just moved to Greenwich Village and like, I just moved here. I want to see the neighborhood. So as it started to come out of the pandemic, I was getting some local people. And then I was getting like more domestic. Then I was getting like drive-in people like Boston, Virginia. Then I was getting like some fly-in people from Florida, Texas, whatever. And then all of a sudden, Canadians, English, like you're hearing accents again, like so, <laughs> so exciting. And again, like as terrible and as, as horrible as it was, and like for years to come, I think we're going to feel the after effects of it, like PTSD and stuff from the pandemic, like the, the, the sort of like comeback that's been happening because of it is like, everything is kind of fresh and new again. Yeah, it's 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 definitely re- refreshing to feel that I hadn't been going into the city all that much and going to take the Greenwich Village tour with you was one of the coolest experiences I've had in a good long time. So I uh, appreciate that. Appreciate that and appreciate you. Yeah, that was the one day you were celebrating your friend's birthday. It was six couples, right? Twelve people. And that was like, that's that's just that's a fun day for me. And to tell you the truth from the from behind the curtain, sometimes those are the hardest ones when it's like local people who kind of know the neighborhood because it's like oh man i can't make anything up this guy steve he's he used to hang out over here in this neighborhood i gotta make sure i uh i keep it all straight you know <laughs> but still a very, very impactful discussion and, and very knowledgeable about the area and it's, it was it was fantastic tell us about some of the craziness that you've seen out there you know going back to when you not only like started as a licensed tour guide doing the nyc sightseeing but you know up to, up to now like you know where things are present day pedal to the metal people want to come hang out and eat some food and walk the tour give us some crazy stories let, let us know what you've seen well, out there people always they worry about crime in new york you know and i just i'll tell you right now i guarantee if you come on my tour and anybody starts trouble with us you don't have to worry because i will run and get us help <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say you're gonna make them laugh until uh, it doesn't I'm, I'm much faster than i look no um <laughs> you know i've had like i've had like a homeless guy try to take the tour over i've had a guy say like oh don't listen to this guy he doesn't know what he's talking about one of the funniest moments i had was um, I'm, we're walking by and this homeless guy tries to kick a pigeon and he misses. And then he tries to punch the pigeon and he misses. And this <laughs> lady goes, you shouldn't do that. And without missing a beat, the guy goes, that pigeon's an asshole. I've known him for years. Why don't you mind your business, lady? <laughs> and that was like another one of those like New York moments for me. You know? So like crazy people, yes. But then like I get people from like like – Mauritius. I had this couple from Mauritius, which I had heard of before. I think I could spell it maybe, but like I knew nothing about it. New Caledonia. I had a family of six from there. I said, where's that? And they go, it's near Vanuatu. And I'm like, where's that? And he goes, oh, I thought you would know it from Survivor. I guess it was on a a season of Survivor. But like, it's like, you know, in the Pacific, not, I say near Australia, but really, really not near Australia. Um, And then just like fascinating people. I had a lady from, um, from Louisiana, who was fourth generation born in the United States and the first one to speak English as her first language. So even though they were all born in Louisiana, they all spoke French. Um, I had another lady from also from Louisiana, but from a different part of Louisiana, who was a, a trauma flight nurse. So she was from a small town there, but she, she worked with the only level one trauma center within 300 miles. So she gets on helicopters with, with patients and like travels with them as a trauma flight nurse. And here I am like showing her around New York city, you know, like just what a cool thing. I I had a lady by the name of Amy Hannon who owns this cooking supply store in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, It's called Unimaze. And she Instagrammed about the tour and she's like a pseudo celebrity there. And since then, I've had like 500 people from Northwest Arkansas come on my tours. That's awesome. Every time one of them comes and mentions they know her, I keep telling them they've got to get me a t-shirt made up that says I'm a big deal in Arkansas. <laughs> like, like who would have ever thunk that? Like God's got a funny sense of humor, man. Like as a New York City tour guide, and like now all these people in Northwest Arkansas kind of know who I am. Like just what a really cool thing. So if that's not madness, I don't know what is. <laughs> that, that you're really big in Arkansas? No, it's. I think it's that you're big in New Caledonia. That's pretty mad. <laughs> <laughs> There's only only two hundred thousand people live there, and they mine nickel and they speak French. And I didn't. I didn't even know it existed, and now I know all those facts about it. You know? and, and they eat a Bleecker Street pizza, apparently. <laughs> they do. They definitely do that. 
<laughs> yeah, what, you know, we got we got the summer months coming up here. Like, you know, some you know get some some visitation in the city. Some people go out to the beach. You know, what what would you what would you like to see happen? Like, you know, this time of year for for your type of business model. Like, you have any plans to do a beach tour? You know, I like I, I thought about doing these kind of like one off stuff. Um, like where I'm, I'm from, I'm from Yonkers originally. So I, I almost like, uh, my buddy, John Chapman and I, who like, he does my, he does my PR, he owns uh moving forward consulting. He does my social media and stuff. Him and I went to high school together. I jokingly say that when I needed to get a website made for my business, I called my friend with the thickest glasses and that was, <laughs> that was John. And I, I, I make it fun of him a little bit, but he did it for me for next to nothing. And like, um, so anyway, him and I have talked about doing this, like, maybe like reaching out to towns and like putting a food tour together. So like, that's one thing we, we, we've talked about. Um, what a cool thing it would be to do it in like some of those Jersey beach towns too. Right. Um, all these ideas bounce around my head. I'd love to, um, I'd love to do a show where I go to see people who I've had on tours and they take me on a tour of their hometown. Like how cool would that be? You know, to go see that lady in Louisiana, who's the trauma flight nurse and have her take me for some like gumbo or something, you know? Yeah, I, I like that idea. We should talk more about that. Uh, by the way, John John was on the show not too long ago. You were you were actually cited in his book, were you? Yeah, he's he was my opening act. I'm glad you had him on the show before me. I appreciate that. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he wrote this book called Move, or he put together this book called Moving Forward, where it's a selection of forwards that um, uh, to to books that don't really exist. And he enlisted me to write one, and so so I wrote one so I could put uh, I could put published author on my uh, on my resume now my joke used to be um i'm working on my first book i should be done reading it by the end of the month ah. <laughs> wait what was your fake book called i gotta know that oh man i don't even remember <laughs> all right we'll read the book together it's okay right after right, there <laughs> if that isn't madness i don't know what is you're you're in a book about fake books <laughs> It's great. No, John, John's John's awesome people. It's uh, it was it was so that was actually a complete coincidence too. Like I I went on your food. Hey, on your- you had met me, right? Isn't yeah. that cool? I'm, I guess I'm a big deal in Jersey too. <laughs> we're, 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 we're getting there, baby. But uh, what else? I mean, like I I think about. I think about people breaking out into fights. I people. I think about people like taking food and throwing it in their bags. Like, well, what what have you seen out there with the with marijuana? Like. When I was a teenager, you'd go to Washington Square Park. You'd whisper to a guy. He'd whisper to another guy. You'd have to put the money under a bush. Then he'd leave it in the tree. And it was like this big kind of secret thing to buy pot, you know? Now, when you walk through <laughs> – I love that picture. When you walk through Washington Square Park, there are tables out. And they're, like, selling, like, like ba- huge bags of, like, of weed and, like, just, like – what a scene that is to walk through, you know, like I remember years ago, like hearing about places like Amsterdam and being like, wow, like what a crazy thing that is. And then like, here it is right in our, right in our own backyard, you know, like just, yeah. uh, just kind of wild. Um, maybe a weed slash food tour. I get somebody to take them, get them stoned. And then I could take them on a food tour. And I can't imagine getting bad reviews for that one. Right? <laughs> you, could, you could feed them cardboard. It would be fun. Right. It's the best Big Mac I ever had. <laughs> no, that's a, it's funny. Cause like when we were on the, on the tour of Greenwich village and we went through Washington square park, it was definitely like that. And I, you know, I'd say, you know, it's not, I'm no, I'm no stranger to that type of surrounding. Totally get it. But like, you know, what if you have, you know, the kids on the tour and everything, it's like, I would like to take my kids on the, uh, on the tour for, for, you know, for, for, for Greenwich Village or for well, Lower East Side. reminded me of something funny with that. Because you smell it everywhere you go, you know? Sure, this yeah. kid who was like, I don't know, maybe 13, 14, he was like, oh, it smells like pot. And um, the dad, you could see like the dad wheels turn and he goes, how do you know what pot smells like? You know? <laughs> and then I was like, uh, all right, let's go check out the arch now. Love <laughs> you. It smells like the art teacher's office. Yes, that's a Simpsons quote. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely get to that in just a moment. We're 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 gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Dante Mercadante, CEO of Nice Guy Tours. Stay with us. Hey, everybody! It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. 
Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with Dante Mercadante, CEO, Chief Eating Officer of Nice Guy Tours, food tours in New York City. We were talking about some fun topics uh, around the madness side of Dante's world. And that's a, that's a candy cigarette in your mouth, right? It's well, not- I was just going to say that. I hate to interrupt you, but I'm standing outside Economy Candy, one of the stops on the Lower East Side Tour. And just in case mom watches this and listens to it, mom. That's a candy cigarette. It's not a real cigarette. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. I just wanted to make sure. I'm just I'm just looking out for you. Thank you very much. Yeah. But uh, w- one thing that I f- I forgot to mention, I'm looking through like some of the content on, on your on your site and you know, talk about madness. You had a little blurb on it that said when people would rather stay in the hotel and nap. It's like naps are awesome, but this tour is better. We started <laughs> we started nice guy tours because New Yorkers have a bit of a rude reputation, but we're trying to crush that stereotype one tour at a time. It's true. You know what? I think that people try to scam you, right? So when somebody says, excuse me on the street right away, you're like, ah, I don't have any money. But then once, and I've had people on the tour say this to me, once, um, once they realize you're looking for directions or you're from out of town and you need help, New Yorkers are nice. We do have like, we get a, we get a reputation of being like brash or whatever, because we're quick and in a hurry. And you, you, you think somebody's trying to scam you. But once you realize that people really do need help, I think most of the time we're pretty quick to, to stop and help. And per capita, we're doing all right for crime. Of course, you're going to hear about crazy con- crimes in a city of 8 million, you know, but like places like Gary and in Indiana surpass us in like murders per capita. <laughs> we're doing all right. We have great fries. There's no matter what. It palms freeze. Great fries. True. Facts. <laughs> facts. <laughs> so along the lines of facts, this is the message part of our world here. The whole idea from Weekend Insight to Monday Impact. I, I love your story. I love what's behind it. I love the experience. You know, I, I totally subscribe to the idea that your passion can, to- can become your profession. But what kind of sound bites do you have for everyone to take away over the weekend? Not the least of which is jump on the food tour and experience it yourself because you absolutely should. But what do you got for everybody? You know, I would say that kind of like I was saying in the beginning that the world is such a huge place. And if you really sat down and thought about it, you could think of hundreds of jobs and why not do your passion, you know? And like, I don't know, I think, I think you could look at it one of two ways. Sometimes you hear a quote, like a motivational quote, and you could say, oh, that's corny. Or you could really like run with it. Like I remember hearing there's 24 hours in a day, right? And break it up into thirds. You sleep eight hours a day. Everybody loves that, right? Most people love that. I love that. You play eight hours a day. You love that, right? If you love the eight hours that you're working, then you're going to be happy 24 hours a day. Now, sometimes you're going to have sleepless nights. Sometimes you're going to get in traffic, whatever. But like as a a general rule, like what a beautiful thing it is 
to love what you're doing. And the truth is like, my work only feels like work when I'm getting ready to go to work. Um, right. In the morning, like, oh, I gotta get up, take a shower. As soon as I get out there and do it, it really doesn't feel like work. I meet like, I meet happy people. They're in a good mood. They're ready to have a good time. And like, um, I feel like I'm spreading joy. So I would say like, I guess my message really is like, don't get down on yourself. And if you're not happy with what you're doing, um, I, you know, if you have a, you know, if you're feeding a family of six, I'm not telling you to quit your job, but like, look for something else, do something that'll make you happy. Yeah, no doubt it, it hits home with a, with a bunch of discussions we've had, you know, uh, on the show and off the show as of late, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very important to be passionate about what you're doing. I'm a big fan of if I'm not having fun, I'm not making money. And, you know, there's, it's very clear that you have fun doing what you do. And it definitely translates over to the people who leave you the reviews and make you the number one, you know, tour, tour in the city. Love it. What else? Like, I mean, it's, this is, this is something that's, you know, it's, it, it's really difficult to bring home the right experience for everybody. But like you had said before, like you could, you could totally get something like this moving, like a a town that has some, some real good eats could get this moving quickly. What do you, what do you, what advice do you have for people out there who want to get, get, get this going? I've had people on a tour from, Oh, we should do this in my town. We don't even have it. And I, I tell them, email me, ask me questions. I'll be happy to help you. You know, like, because the beautiful part about it is you'll get, out of towners, obviously, but even if you're not in a big vacation spot, you get people from there that like to do it. Like, uh, you, when you came on the tour, you had been to most of those places, but you hadn't like gotten the story behind them. You hadn't like gone there with a group and kind of gotten like the spiel about it. So just because like you hung out in Greenwich village or hung out in the lower East side, doesn't mean you can't like go on a tour there and learn about it. You know, what a fascinating thing to do. I've been doing tours of Greenwich village for 10 years. I could take somebody else's Greenwich Village tour tomorrow, and I'm sure I would learn an awful lot of new stuff. You yeah, know? especially in Greenwich Village. It's every, every corner you go around, there's something new to learn. It's true. It's but, true. But, but yeah, it's, and, and, and again, like your, your, your type of concept, I, you know, I, I look forward to seeing where, where everything goes from here because I, I, I think it's, it's something that could be expanded around the area for sure. I, I had a blast. About think about if you were friends with Lynn manuel Miranda and he came to you and he said, listen, I got this great idea. I just wrote a hip-hop musical about Alexander Hamilton. Would you like to invest some money in it? <laughs> You'd be like, mm, let me get back to you, you know? So, like, whatever your passion is, you got to run with it, man. you got to do it, you know? you got to do it. You know, I, I keep, I keep wanting to ask this question. I feel like it puts you in an awkward position, but what's, when you do your tours for both the Lower East Side and for Greenwich Village and some of the standard areas that you go, what, what's, what's the one stop that you're just like, you, you get so fired up about every time just because it brings you back to childhood. It's your favorite food. It's your whatever. I got to know where, where your, where your big passion lies there. That's tough to say. They're like my children, the tours. I, and I have two children. So it's like, you, you don't have a favorite. I really don't. I love my children differently, but, um, you know, I, I, not one more than the other, the Greenwich village tour. It's definitely like the walk through the West village where I point out like the oldest house in the village, the narrowest house, the friend's apartment. There's something like that that can't be replicated anywhere else in the city. The lower East side tour. It's two it's economy candy where you got me outside smoking the candy cigarette. They've been here since 1937 and they sell like wax lips, candy cigarettes, candy buttons. And you go in there and like, I'll see candy that I haven't seen since I was a kid. And it like, it unlocks these memories and I haven't thought I'm 45. I haven't thought about them in, in 40 years. You know what I mean? Like that's wild. And the other one on the lower East side is definitely Katz's deli. Like been there since 1888 <laughs> New York institution. Part of my spiel used to be that they survived two world wars. Now I say they survived two pandemics too. Um, they go through between 20 and 40,000 pounds of the pastrami every week. It takes them two months to make it from beginning to end. You open the door to that place and it's uh, the smell. It's like they should partner with Yankee Candle and like make a candle out of that pastrami smell. Like it's just, <laughs> just fantastic. There's nothing, there's nothing like that place in the world. The memory you just unlocked for me was a little while back. I went to a, a, a Mets game with some folks and we somehow ended up swinging through there and grabbing cats on the way and I'm eating a huge sloppy Joe while I'm driving the car. <laughs> <laughs> something that i can see but either of us doing really but it's, yeah, that's great right. 
Yeah, nice guy tours, nicegytours.com. He's all over social media. If you can't find Dante Mercadante, then you probably need some help navigating the interweb. But you could always ask me for help. You could text SMB guy to 21,000. You'll get my contact information. I'll steer Dante in your direction. Uh, if you do register for a tour, I understand you could put the code Friday if you spell it F R E Y D A Y, and you'll get a little discount on, on your public tour that you book with Dante. So. That's very cool. Appreciate that, my man. Uh, before we let you go for the day, we're going to share with everybody the answers to the, the questions that I love to ask all of my guests. Who is your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? And what's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? So without further ado, it's like you and I share a brain on many levels, but your favorite TV show character is Homer Simpson. And I like I'm a big movies and TV guy. That's my go to as well. Encompasses our entire generation in so many ways. And I think you you actually put it a good way. It's like first you started out as Bart. You you went through the Homer phase and now we're approaching the grandpa phase. But I'm turning it to Abe. (laughs) You said he's you said he's my spirit animal. (laughs) (laughs) It's absolutely true. I'm 45. When the show was first on, I was like Bart. And now, you know, that I was Homer. I'm, I guess I'm still kind of Homer, but I'm, I'm on my way to Grandpa Simpson, like old man yells at Cloud, you know? <laughs> old man yells at Cloud. <laughs> Good dad, loves his wife, bumbling idiot, but things tend to work out okay. But I, I love it. It's something that I totally identify with. Been a huge fan for years. Still watch it now. It's unbelievable. So many amazing uh, quotes from that show. My favorite, it might be from Grandpa Simpson, where he said to Homer something to the effect of, I used to be with it, and then they changed what it is. <laughs> now what's it scares me, and it'll happen to you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, one of many that strikes chords with me. I love Simpsons quotes, and I could do it with you all day. But yeah, no shock, your favorite TV show is The Simpsons. But you know, we also we talked about Friends so much dur- during all of this with the Friends building and everything. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't help hey. throwing a, a little bit of Friends in here. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Going to take your tour with some of my friends for their fortieth birthdays and everything is just, you know, just, just the perfect way to get introduced to it. Somehow we ended up talking about Good Burger too. What's, what was what was that about again? How do we reference Good Burger? That's great. Like he's he's reading the the paper. That's it right there. I know some of these words. It's one of my all time favorites. That's how I feel sometimes. So you asked me if I knew that movie. It's like yeah, I remember that one. It's two knuckleheads that are trying to save the joint that they were working at. There I am. Oh, I love it. Well, you said your your favorite musical instrument and the artist you'd like to hear play it. Even though you were born and raised New Yorker, you love old country music. So you said the guitar by Merle Haggard. And I, I love Merle Haggard's music also. Huge star, 38 number one hits between the 60s and 80s. Made it to the Hall of Fame in 1994, largely due to his ability to tell a kick-ass story. The same way that you tell kick-ass stories when you do your tours. Well, if you're going to put me in the same category as Merle Haggard, I'm going to have to uh, come on the show every week. <laughs> I, 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 and I would love it because I could talk about what you do and how you do it all day long. But we got to wrap up here. Dante, thank you so much for being with me here today. Really appreciate it. Again, uh, and, and nice guy, nice guy tours all over social media, niceguytours.com. Reach out to Dante, book your tour, public, private, corporate, whatever it is. You got to you got to go see this guy. You got to get some of his info and guidance around the city. Coming up next week, we're going to be talking about leveraging blockchain and digital assets, SMBs. They might not be closely following blockchain developments. Uh, They should consider taking a deeper look nowadays. There might be ways to use digital contracts to drive some efficiencies and for existing operations and even some new business capabilities. There's a lot of new stuff out there. Very complex topic. A lot of questions around it. Let's see if we can get some geek translation going for everybody. Until then, thank you for joining us on Always Friday. We hope you gain some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Have a great weekend. We will see you next week, Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, right after Tommy Dion Philanthropy and Focus. Take care, everybody.
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 